Welcome to Ali Talks, the platform for podcasts and videos to explore spirituality in your daily life. Simple and easy. Join the movement and go to Ali.vision. Hello and welcome to Kabbalistic Astrology, the world's weekly forecast this week from Florence. Like it's a Florence Barcelona edition. And uh, we're Matt Taylor. My name is Nicole Ercolani. And we speak of uh, the weekly astrology, well, Matt does. And I give like some insights and some energetic insights and spiritual tools and like all the rest to it. So welcome to this week. Hi, Matt. How are you? Yes. I'm well. Yes. I feel very, I'm very excited for some reason. I got a lot of energy already. Oh, I love that. Me too, actually. Yeah. Things are going I in feel the very ready. direction. This is like the feeling. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's very uppy and vibey, no? Mm-hmm. Um, positivity. Same wave. Oh, it's so good. You're flying or moving around all the time. It's very um, liberating, no? It is. It totally is. We drove like last Friday, Bettina and I drove down to Florence. So we're now mm-hmm. in Florence since like three and a half days. It feels like an eternity mm-hmm. in Florence already. Right. It feels very victorious. Like I feel like a deep sense of victory within me. It's amazing. Yeah. What's going on with the That's excellent. I'm glad. That's a good feeling, no? Well, yes, here we are. It's Aquarius. So we're still there. Um, I know when we get to the end of a month, because I'm like, it's still there. (laughs) (laughs) So we're at the month of Aquarius next week, next Tuesday. Tuesday the 21st, more or less, these couple of days around there, we will go into the month of Pisces, which is the final month of the astrological year, and there'll be a lot of talk, lot to talk about. But here in the final weeks of Aquarius, you know, we really feel the energy of Aquarius. And what are the positives? It's anything is possible, out of the box, a lot of like doing things differently, you know, moving a lot of energy. It's it's the month of, that I call I energize, right? Because Aquarius rules the atom. That's why in the age of Aquarius, it's all about science and, and spirituality and these two things coming back together, you know, about your energy, your vibrations, your frequencies. So in the age of Aquarius, we had doing a lot of things with the atom, right? We had um, Marie Curie, is that how you say her surname with the, the, the work that she did on yeah, Curie, that's it. And then we've had, you know, we've had Einstein with gravity. We've had nanotechnology, quantum physics, you know, all of these, all in the study of the atom and how it really works. It's all coming in the age of Aquarius. because And here in the month of Aquarius, we're really getting messages about how I defy gravity or split seas, you know. So it's all in the mind over the matter. Like the, the, this whole idea of Aquarius is that the mind can consciously elevate itself to be over this physical world so in this month we get a great sense of energy and that any i'm going to energize my life or energize what i'm doing okay so that's basically the 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 month of aquarius is where you can go out and do things that are out of the box out of your routine you bring out your unique qualities things that make you um, an individual we also think it's also a sign that thinks a lot about community or humanity or the bigger picture yeah they're not great with intimacy and they're not great with details right? They're not great with things that are close. They're good with things that are big and far and open, like the real grab, you know, like 
the cosmos and the universe and the bigger picture of the world. This is what they're better for. Okay, so, but in a paradox in the chart, we have a lot of relationship things happening. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So if you're born in Aquarius or you have a lot of Aquarius in your chart, you're quite known for being a little colder, a little bit aloof, right? The planet, the, the planet that rules Aquarius is Saturn. It also rules Capricorn. These are the two signs that are more a little colder, a little aloof, right? A little more distant, not so emotional. Yeah. So a lot of the work of Aquarius is to open their heart and and to focus more on the individual next to them, not just the big picture. Yeah, not just the grandness of humanity. So they will go through a lot of work in relationships. But here we're all going through that in the astrology of this week. It's very interesting. So the, the moon starts on in Libra, which is the moon starts the week in Libra, um, and which is the sign of relationships. And it's on 29 degrees um, when the, the weekly energy shifts from last week to this week. Now, 29 degrees is what we call the anoretic and the anoretic is always where there's a lot of like muscle karma like heavier this is the stuff we've got to do this week right this is the the focus and so the moon there um is really powerful because the moon really dictates a lot of like the energy for the week it's part of the cycle right we have four clear parts of the moon cycle right the new moon the quarter moon the full moon the the the, the closing quarter moon and that happens within the month. So here we're in the closing quarter moon, which is always about reviewing or um, looking back on. Yeah, we're coming to the end of the month. So we're kind of now deeper in our subconscious, reflecting, reviewing, letting go, um, not doing so much, but more internally, what's got to like karmically be done. Okay, so... Uh, here, this 29 degrees of Libra is really saying we're going to reflect a lot on the on the soul contracts. Yep, on the relationships, uh, the intimate relationships, the things that are closest to us. So um, Aquarius being very energizing, it means I think we're going to be a little bit more sensitive to the intimate relationships that we're having or not having in our in our reality. Mm. What I find really interesting or comes to my mind when it goes to this topic of relationship and especially with Aquarius that are like having more difficulty to have the bigger picture that they see um, mm. brought to the, 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 the basically the atom level mm. of existence. Yes. When I when I was younger, I, I didn't I knew that people were saying like you change you and you change the world, but I always felt that would never be enough. It would never, um, it would never have any impact. It would never do anything good. Like I always felt like very hopeless and very um, powerless as well. Like I saw all the problems in the world and I I was like, what, what does it do when I change? Like, what does it really help? Because the, the, the problems were so vast in my, like in my, um uh, how do you say in my um perception that I couldn't I barely could like really see hope 
for 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 a better world for a solution and i think it is a very aquarian uh, quality that it, that everybody needs to learn but that is like the the main thing for the aquarians to learn is like you change your own atomic structure by doing inner work, by doing like, by changing your darkness into light, by changing your uh, past experiences into positive ones to, to really transform yourself. And then your perception of the world transforms. And that's a very technical thing. It's basically, it's, I had a mom, she was pregnant and she was uh, like, following all these super duper kundalini yoga moms and she said you know this mom even read quantum physics to her baby in the womb so the baby would be more intelligent it's a very yogic uh, thing to do like to to read yourself things during pregnancy so your child is more intelligent and she used to do um the work the trauma work with me with emdr and i said to her well uh, this mother m probably has read quantum physics, but what you did was quantum physics. You changed your vibrational reality from one um, perception of reality into another. So that's applied quantum physics. And this is like very Aquarian. Like if you understand that, that when you change your vibration, your own vibrational truth, because, for example, you have had a very bad past experience and then you transform this past experience through trauma work, through um, past life regression work, whatever it is, you do you, huh? But you, you transform something within your physical body. That's quantum physics. So you mm. vibrate different after that. And by changing your vibrational reality, you change the world. And I think that's yeah. what something interesting for Aquarius. I, I agree, right? So that is the whole work of spiritual people that we know it's a choice and we know that we not everyone has to be spiritual for us to shift back into the into the balanced harmonious world in which we came from. So the oneness, right? So we it's called a critical mass and that is the what in kabbalistic terms we call the mashiach energy which is messiah, right? But I think in religion in Europe people have a, a strange understanding of it the mashiach energy is an energy that is already here and it's the energy of where we restore the the world back to the oneness and we restore ourselves back to one soul like living in harmony in balance in love in unity right mm -hmm. so people think it's like this other jesus coming or people think it's like um something we need to bring down from somewhere but Actually, in the in the quantum physics of this universe, that the, the this kind of um, restorative, rejuvenated energy is already exists, and this is the lesson we learn in the age of the Aquarius in the ancient texts. Is this is where they talk about the solution before the problem so we don't see the world like this we as you said we see only see problem right how do i solve it right we come from the we come from the consciousness that the problem exists and then i've got to kind of generate some kind of solution from it from me and this is Aquarius on the negatives that I in yeah. my mind have to do it right it doesn't come through me it comes from me right so they think they have the thought right so rather than the thought coming from the greater mind through me so the what they that's the work they have to do is a lot in the mind yeah a lot of like letting go of their own fixed thoughts on things and opening up to this greater consciousness which is also available in Aquarius it's the it's mm -hmm. the paradox right 
So here, the, the lesson is that the solution exists before the problem. So, you know, this is one of the, when I heard this as a student, I was like, wow, this is like mind-blowing because every time that you go to a problem, you can have complete certainty that there's a solution that you can you can bring through from the greater mind through to your mind and solve everything. So why is there a problem then? Because we have to demonstrate or we want to demonstrate as human beings that we can we can be the master of our own destiny. We can we can bring resolution. We can bring solution, right? So we need to have a problem. So the problem is only an opportunity for us to inject the solution into this reality. Yeah, and I think, and we don't, and we don't even have to be there, right? So as you're saying, it, it, the, when you're existing on that higher frequency or that higher vibe, you can inject that light, inject that you you know energy into the world which is like slowly slowly cleansing out the world and that's you of course as you elevate and as people elevate and as people you know all, all of a sudden all the darkness becomes more obvious right so the more you elevate and the more light you, it's like it's like cleaning no the, you start cleaning and you see a little bit of dirt and then when you get more and more into the cleaning of it, you see more and more rubbish that you want to throw away or more and more dust and more and more stuff, right? And so, and that's what you have to do. So the, so this human nature of being able to resolve the world back to one is really what we're here for is to bring this Mashiach energy out and sort of reveal it into the world. And I think depending on what, what uh, lineage you're in or what school that you're talking about, um, it can be also like very simple, like the, for example, the Hawaiians, they, they have a completely different approach with the Ho'oponopono that we spoke last week already about, or mm. uh, the, the yogis have a different approach. And there, there are many different explanations for the same type of internal evolution, basically. And it's always from, it, 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 in, in essence, it always goes from fear towards um, love or from, mm -hmm. from um, distortion and chaos to harmony, like wh wherever you, you go and see. And there are like very mm -hmm. ancient, there right. are ancient texts and ancient um, um, teachings and lineages which hold um, higher types of techniques, techniques and technologies. And then there are others that are younger and more approachable maybe also, right? Than what maybe you and I do. Like, but everything is good. But what I wanna say is like the, the hopelessness that is existing in in many, the, the so also in whole generations, I feel, there's a certain kind of nonchalance with everything, which is, also cool I, I really like that like the gen z that that mm. that natural uh perception of right of having a, a right to certain things like this inherent right of abundance and clarity and rules and like not being like i really like that but i i feel that you're the creator of your own destiny that's basically what I want to say as well. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. And we're becoming more and more conscious and aware of that as we go into the age of Aquarius. Mm -hmm. um, and so just coming back to, and I think that that's really important conversation just to really set the tone for Aquarius and why we feel so energized. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when I'm talking, I'm feeling like this. 
I'm already feeling like I can't like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we have these extra boosts of energy in this month, which is really great. And to use it to break, you know, your limitations, your your things that are stopping you from moving forward, to split your own Red Sea, to split your own um limited behavior, right? To break out of that, to have a sense of freedom from that. Um, also what's happening more in the detail, right? So we've got this moon 29 degree Libra, which is, you know, awakening something in, in relationships. We also, um, that we have, um, in Aries, we have Chiron with Juno. Now Juno is an asteroid that really embodies a lot of energy around relationships. It's usually the, the, the partner, not actually us, right? Um, and then Chiron is the wounded healer. And Chiron is compulsory karma. So 29 degrees Libra, 29 degrees compulsory karma, Chiron is compulsory karma. There are some things we just have to do in this reality, right? There Sometimes there's no free will. We have to go through some sort of cleansing or healing on something. And Chiron is one of these things that, that rules over this universe in a kind of fundamental way. So when Juno is going past it or coming together with it, there's really we're really healing or breaking a lot of things that were blocked in us being able to attract in the soulmate or the correct partner for us, right? Not to say that there's any really incorrect partner. There's processes of partners that we have in order to to, <laughs> to get closer. We all know about that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So that's another podcast in the colonine might start up, right? That's but, funny. you know, we have all have processes of partners. Most of them are not our soulmate, but are preparing us for our soulmate. Really, a soulmate is someone who's who you're binding with to, to come and really change the world with you know to really do something spiritual with so most of the relationships even you know the ones I have are not really that but I'm getting closer to it because my last partner connected into Kabbalah so he's studying so you know I'm kind of getting there you know um so it's it's kind of um it's it's kind of a very high level and I, I think in many perceptions of soulmate it's the one that you you, you just do nice things with and you love each other and everything is perfect. It's kind of a, a Cinderella-esque style of image in, in many people's uh, mind. But here in the in the astrology of this week, we're really, as I said two or three weeks ago, we've really got these energies that are bringing us back in contact with the soulmates. Yeah, we have Venus in Pisces and Venus in Pisces is coming conjunct at St. Valentine's Day, coincidentally, with Neptune. And, and Venus is the, the, the body love, the, the 3D love, the love that we can only experience in this reality. Right? It brings Venus brings light into the physical reality. And Neptune is its higher octave, its higher frequency, which brings love on the endless level, the the complete level. So these two things are coming together. So three or four weeks ago, we were talking about, you know, possibility of people showing up in your reality that you feel like you just clicked with. And all of a sudden you didn't, without planning, they come into a reality, yeah? Just by coincidence. It could be people that you know, people that you don't know, uh, people that are just popping out of nowhere, you're bumping into, or you're instantly clicking with. And this feeling, is a soulmate. It doesn't have to be your partner. It doesn't have to be someone you necessarily it could be someone, you know, not possibly your partner, but is 
a soulmate in the bigger sense of this is someone I've come to do a spiritual work with, as someone that's coming to do my mission with me, you know, in this reality. So they could be a friend, it could be an old family member, whatever. And interestingly, I booked my, I just now clicked that I booked my ticket to go and see my family this week. So you know, so back in Australia, so I'll go, I'll go at Christmas, but you know, I didn't really put these things together. You know, your family is someone that you really, especially your parents, it's unavoidable, right? You're happy to do a soul work with you. They bring it into the work, into the world. So uh, parents, friends, uh, people that you thought weren't necessarily your friend, but all, all of a sudden they pop up. This is what your, your, really fine tuning into if you're on tinder and all of a sudden you get this match and all of a sudden you feel like you're almost talking to yourself you know that you're you, you get this like incredible connection beyond normal you know reality or logic this is something that you should investigate or go into because it's really going to show up in in this reality this you know as i said from the past two or three weeks into another two or three weeks we're really in a mode I think doing a lot of healing after the, a lot of the relationship traumas that we went through during the virus. Mm. The, underneath the virus was a lot of relationship uh, shifting, you yeah. know. Uh, we were online more. We were meeting people more that were further away. Uh, highest divorce rates ever uh, over those years. Uh, so people separating and moving and shifting around into different realities over these past two or three years been very healthy in some ways it's breaking you know a lot of habits or addictions that we have in relationships and now i think you know this kind of period is really bringing together a kind of healing after that mm -hmm. would you say that um people at home when they're like interested in understanding their uh impact on their personal chart they could see where they have planets in libra yeah, you have yeah. a look in Libra, have a look what your Venus is doing. Yes. And your seventh house. Yeah. So if you have any basic idea um, of astrology, it even shows you on the chart, it numbers them. So you look at number seven and you can see a symbol there. And that's what you have there. You know, so the most actually the most difficult um, planet to have in Libra or your seventh house is Mars. I have uh, Mars in Libra. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. And I, there you go. right. Because Libra is about the other person. Yeah. It's about how you, how you, the other person, right? It's, it's about relationships. And if you have Mars there, Mars is about your personal power, your personal cheat, your personal ability to break yeah. through or passion or desire or go out and this is what I want to do. Right. So if that energy is your individual like force, yeah? It's like your chi. Now in Libra, what you do, if your Mars is there, is you give it to the other person, right? So you lose yourself. You become like uh, bland, like, like, like milk or cream. No, you just like lose yourself and you, and you give it to the other person, you know? So, so... That is quite, it's not impossible, of course, but it, the work is identity, you know, bringing back your identity back into relationships. Yeah. And this is really like everything is resolvable in a chart. You just need to know what you need to resolve and work on and you can move it. Yeah. We will all have something, but I find Mars and Libra very difficult because, of all, you, you know, in a relationship, you're trying to keep two identities. 
even though you're becoming one, you've still got to have your own thing in there. And that Mars thing means I'm just, my my normal robotic self wants to just give it to the other person. So I have to keep holding my own my own identity and self, yeah. no? Does that make sense to you as oh, someone who has that? I have that and I can say that, it, that this is like, I feel that this is my biggest... Um, challenge in my mm. whole chart even though my my son and my Chiron are like this close together and whatever but the Mars um, in Libra for me like it's very difficult to, to be to be with people and to still be me and yeah. to maintain contact to other people and not just be there and like not allowed to move or not allowed to do things it's very 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 challenging for and me. these people tend to overgive yeah yes of course they're they're, they're like oh, i'll give it to you yeah, <laughs> give this to you time. and you can have this amount of time and you can yeah. have this <laughs> like they're generous to a point of over generosity no it, whether it, they just stimulate themselves yourself. yeah i, I <laughs> yeah. totally agree I, yeah. what it feels like to me and it's very very challenging and it's very um i think it's one of the big one of the reasons why i personally am single is my Mars and Libra because I feel that I barely can be me like I have mm. a very clear sense of myself when I'm alone I have a mm. yes rhythm. that could be possible I have, I have my own um values I have like I I do me and then mm. I'm doing really good and then I'm getting into close relationships and I lose it all it's very difficult no yeah yeah I, I it's a it's great. a work right it's karma it's, so it's yeah so it's a very interesting one, that one. So yeah, this is the kind of the 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 idea of 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 this moment is is you know your relationship things that even if you have, as I said, even if you have one or even if you don't, you will you will really feel you want to break through or unlimit yourself because it's Aquarius energy. You'll want to be able to transform that or change that or energize that in a new way. Uh the final one to talk about is Saturn shining the moon. Uh, so the moon really represents our inner nature, our emotions or our soul. The emotions are sometimes reactive and robotic. And the soul is really what we want to share, you know, what we, who we really want to be. So Saturn here, Saturn is always like a, um, it's a kind of energy that really makes you work. It's the hard, it's the karma. It's the Lord of karma. Yeah, Saturn is the, the, it makes you work, it makes you earn, it makes you, um, it makes you sort of do actions or, or, or mature in a way that makes you sort of like do your karmic work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's the hard, it's the tough love or the, you know, that, that kind of disciplinarian kind of feeling you have to do this, but then you'll be better after it. Yes. And it's like all the actions that it makes you do are the things that you really don't like, <laughs> right? And because they're because this is like boot camp, you know, Saturn is like a boot camp, you know, it's like you get better at the end, but you have to do a lot of things to get there, <laughs> yeah? And so, but it's training, which means it's an easier energy. So there's something here that it's opening up a space where like you can do, the, you will feel what you need to do um easily rather than as a like a a, a kind of 
struggle. So it kind of like brings all your inner your inner self and it makes it like the things that are subconscious or unconscious, it means this is the things you need to do. And this is the trine. The trine is like skating on ice skate, if you can ice skate well. Yeah, it's like gliding. Yeah, yeah. so you, you, your your soul will have a more Very sense of gliding, yeah, into something that is still work and still difficult, but not as so not as so challenging. Yeah, it gives you, this is the framework or the borders that you really need to, you know, you really need to move yourself in. Often when we're doing whatever our karma is, but particularly with relationship karma this week, we're existing somewhere outside of this border. Yeah. So if this is the, the inside of this is where you need to be to get your uh, relationship moving. Yeah. We're existing somewhere outside of it. So the Saturn makes you earn back into that realm of behavior, emotions, and it borders it, yeah? It locks it in and says, this is where you need to be. So so it kind of restricts you in, yeah? Yeah, so often things that are not manifesting is because we're not restrict, we're not restricting, we're, we're a bit, um, we're a bit loose on some behavior, yeah? And we need to, we need to bind that behavior in a bit or restrict it in a bit, yeah? And that's what Saturn makes us do, yeah. So if you're a victim in in relationships, or uh, if you're a pleaser, or if you're a runner away, or if you're a if you're a like an emotional, or if you're a fantasy, all of these like kinds of people, right? We all are one of something, right? This is the kind of loose behavior, yeah. These uh, archetypes that kind of take us away from being where we want to be. Uh, so Saturn kind of comes in and really shifts all of that and brings up and says, this is who you're being in that. Wouldn't it be better if you were working on being more in here? And so this is what we will experience, you know? Amazing. Yeah. What archetype is or what robotic behavior is yeah, keeping yeah. you out, out of it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's see what's going on next week. I I can't wait to see also what's what's unfolding like in the whole, you know, Valentine's Day. And yes. That is yeah. that, especially with these special planetarian constructions mm. and options that we have. So if you guys have like stories or things that you want to tell us about yourself, uh, leave us a comment on YouTube. I finally found out how to manage these comments. So this should get better from now on. <laughs> And um, yeah, thank you so much, Matt, for this amazing. Yeah, thank you for you. It was great. No, I really enjoyed it. And we, see see you soon. And, and we see you guys next week from Rome. Amazing. Okay, bye-bye. Ciao. Bye. Lovely having you with us at Ali Talks. Would you like to know more about empowered spirituality, whether in business or for your personal life? Then visit us at ali.vision or write us an email at contact at ali.vision.